1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream.
2: What up, what's your Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the TireWrite.com studios, TireWrite.com. Hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, over 10000 recommended installers, TireWrite.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Um, Biggest game of the weekend is the Bills taking on the Chiefs, and the best guy to bring in is our guest. His name is Eric Wood. You may know him as Woody. He also calls games for the ACC Network, but he's the uh, former Pro Bowl center for the Bills, and he's an analyst in the Bills radio network, a host of Centered on Buffalo podcast. And um, Woody, I'm 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 wondering is is there really a difference? Like this team was floundering around 500, and now they're many people's favorite to get to win a Super Bowl. Is there really a difference, um, or is it just football where a little luck here, a team there, a team there, uh, ends up changing things?
3: Well, I'll say this: on the road to six and six, they lost multiple games. In kind of unlikely fashion, you had a Zach Wilson touchdown drive to win a game, a Mac Jones touchdown drive to win a game, 12 guys on the field for a missed field goal against Denver, which ended up giving them another shot at it to get the win. So there were some unlikely losses on the road to six and six, but it seems like this team is peaking at the right time. You have some key players, especially on the offensive side of the football and James Cook, Khalil Shakir, rookie Dalton Kincaid, who have evolved to give the bills a lot more weapons on offense. And then this is a defense that got ravaged by injuries early in the season. And, really against the Steelers as well last week, but they got healthier and they learned to play without some of their key pieces, especially Matt Milano and Tredavious White.
2: Um, what about Josh Allen? Like the Jets game, he gave away. And look, there were times in that Dolphins game, the fumble, you know, the interception, they got stopped at the goal line, end of the first half, Where it's like uh, this is kind of the same Josh Allen. Is he a better version of him? Is he turning the football over less than he was previously?
3: Uh, yeah, at times. But look, I mean, this is the guy who led the NFL in total touchdowns this year. He led the NFL in total yards this year. He made some incredible plays all throughout the year. He's also a guy that, um, you know, his interception numbers are generally going to be inflated uh, because of the fact that He's not afraid to throw an arm punt down the field on third and 18 like a lot of other guys that are so worried about their stats. They'd rather, you know, uh, leave it up to the punter or whatever it may be. He's the ultimate competitor. He's going to try and give guys a chance down the field. Is he reckless at times with the football? Yes. Is he reckless as much as um, people uh, around the country make him out to be that I believe a lot of times they're trying to defend? their pre-draft analysis on him when they said he wasn't worthy of a top-ten pick, and he's developed into a top-three quarterback. So uh, you're never going to hear me uh, come on any uh, national media outlets and, and, and say that he's not one of the top probably two. I, I put him in Mahomes as the top two in the game right now.
2: Okay, so uh, talking about this matchup, you've seen it, you've called it in person in the regular season the past two years. This year was... Uh, an incredible football game and one offsides call changed everything. Um, paint a picture of this matchup in Buffalo this weekend.
3: Yeah, one offsides call. Uh, the Chiefs have one call go against them in the last, what, five years? And uh, it's, it's amazing uh, the kind of fit they can throw over that. But um, they also had three plays to pick up 15 yards after that. And the Bills, even if they do score that touchdown, we're getting the ball back. So, all that being said, this, these are two teams that if Burrow's healthy and then you throw in Baltimore, you know, year in and year out over probably the next 12 years, one of those four teams is going to represent the AFC as long as those quarterbacks are, are healthy year in and year out and decide to play that long. And so, it's, it's a big-time matchup. It's, um, even though this Chiefs offense has struggled this year, it's still Mahomes and it's still Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey in the playoffs where they've been successful. Now, Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. He's going into one of the toughest environments in the league in Buffalo. So does that change things for this Chiefs dynamic? You know, Bill fans, myself included, obviously hope so. Um, The Bills this year, especially with the emergence of James Cook, who had a, a great game against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, it seems like the Bills have more weapons this year and not just, Hey, there's a big game coming from Gabe Davis every now and then and beyond that, Josh, you do it all. And then Stephon Diggs, you're going to get all the production. Seems like the Bills have more options offensively. The kicker this week is who's going to be healthy on the bills. Uh, defense, you know, last week they had what? Six starters out, uh, in the second half of that football game with injury. And so, If they can get a few of those guys back, it's going to go a long way. But I also was impressed with the Chiefs last week. They played well against the Dolphins. It seems like year in and year out, Andy Reid gets this team playing its best ball in the playoffs. And, you know, look at this matchup. And most of the betting sites around the country have it as a three-point spread. Buffalo's generally getting three extra points at home. So they got this as a pretty even matchup.
2: It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um you going to get in okay? Like, it looks like more snow there. I know you were posting last week about the weather in Buffalo. Did you go home or did you stay up? What did you decide to do?
3: Yeah, I went back down to Louisville. It should be a much easier commute because it's supposed to lighten up by this weekend. It's going to be freezing cold at kickoff, but it should be lighter. Last week, all the flights got canceled going in, and so ended up driving up with a few buddies to beat the snow ban, in the, or sorry, the travel ban because of all the snow, and then uh, the game gets pushed back. And so, I mean, it gave me a free day in Buffalo on Sunday to enjoy some wings and all that downtown. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was an absolute mess. And then they got another, what, three feet early this week. But the Bills were able to get to the facility uh, and, and still prepare as normal this week from all I hear.
2: Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Who has the best chance to beat Baltimore?
3: That's a great question, man. I'll tell you what, C.J. Stroud, he's impressed me all year. And, you know, what they did last week against the Browns, number one defense in the NFL, that that kid, I mean, he's even impressive in in interviews. I mean, he talks like he's 30-something years old, uh, maturity and composure in his first-ever playoff game. I would say they have a shot. um, But beyond that, I'd probably say Buffalo, but I think Kansas City – and Buffalo would have a, a pretty good shot at beating the Ravens. Obviously they'll be at home if they win next week or sorry, this weekend. And they've they've been tough at home all year this year. Lamar's played consistent, but well, that defense is a different animal over there in Baltimore. Uh they they play some throwback football. Tell you what, um, you know, people thought that Miami was gonna go in there and put up all those points at the end of the regular season and those guys put on a show. So uh this Baltimore team, we'll see how they come off of this you know, time off, but they've been the most consistent team this year in the AFC.
2: What's your reaction to the Cowboys stick with Mike McCarthy?
3: Uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess I'm surprised. I just expected Jerry Jones, after the way that they collapsed towards the end of the season, they haven't been able to get over the hump with Mike McCarthy that he'd likely make a move. It just seems like that's something Jerry Jones would do, but I'll tell you what, on both sides of the ball, they've been consistently ranked towards the top of the league year in and year out under Mike McCarthy. So I, I would say I'm a little surprised though. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm yeah. really, really surprised that that's what happened. Um, just, I, I'm surprised because I think it, it literally is the same tune two years in a row. In, right. And if, and if you're not going to get rid of Dak, like then you and and they look tight as well. I don't think they didn't look uh, they didn't look like a championship caliber team. And you know I I do I think he's a good play caller. Sure, but there's nothing I've seen that, that says he can take them to the next level. And it doesn't feel like I mean the only thing that could happen is they could lose Dan Quinn, and now that calls into question their defense, which has been solid and consistent, obviously with the exception of Sunday. But part of that was. They had two pick sixes go against them as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, I would have, especially if there's guys out there. Like, I would have hired Belichick. I just would have. I love Vrabel. I love Vrabel. I love Vrabel. Yeah. By I, the way, Vrabel interview with the Chargers today. I saw
4: uh,
3: that.
2: Um, yeah, I I love Vrabel. I, I can't believe Tennessee cut him loose. That's
3: yeah, it. me too. And, you know, to me, it seemed like uh, probably a lot of things culminated in Tennessee. This is me with no insider information. Um, I know Mike Vrabel fairly well, but I I don't don't ask certain things like this because I want to be able to just speak speculatively and not pretend like I'm hiding something. So I say all this. I don't have any insider information. But to me, what he said when he did his um, uh, Ring of Honor ceremony in New England, which was against the Bills, and he talked about how not all organizations are run like this. And from all things I heard that maybe that late pickup with DeAndre Hopkins and them kind of fighting for that middle-of-the-pack spot again this year as opposed to tanking or having a really bad season and throwing it in. Yeah, I think there was a trouble in paradise before this season really got going.
2: No question about it. Um, okay, so... Tell me about your podcast now. So it's it's only a Bills podcast or all Buffalo podcast?
3: Yeah, it's it's Buffalo. I mean, it's just more sports related. Uh we'll we'll find some kind of Buffalo connection even if it's just even if you come on and I just ask you uh maybe what type of wings you like or whatever, but it's been fun to connect with people on a week-week basis. I do enough of these throughout the week that um I figure I need to repurpose some of that content and, and put it out there myself. So the Center Buffalo podcast has been a lot of fun. Last week I had Kyle Williams, one of the best defensive tackles, uh, in my opinion, in the league over a, a decade or so. One of my teammates in Buffalo. I don't think he's done media in about three years. And so it was fun catching up with him and, you know, Bill's fans get a kick out of that kind of stuff.
2: Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, all right. Um, what do you wear when it's super cold out there? Like, you're not as fluffy as he used to be, Tarico talked about how cold it was last week. Right, it's like opening opening the door to a freezer for the entire game. When you're up in the booth calling the game, what are you rocking?
3: Yeah, we have the we have the window open in the booth, so it's it's cold up there too. Uh, yeah, I'm bundled up pretty good. You know, I got a coat. I'm layered up. I got cold gear under it all, and you know, I'm down on the field before the game, hanging out. And it, it was it was extremely cold last week in Buffalo. The kicker was it wasn't that windy, but yeah, I'm bundled up. I'm bundled up pretty good. And I have a little heater in front of me, which uh, all the guys on the broadcast crew love to give me crap about. But look, I played in Buffalo for nine years. I never once wore sleeves during a game. I proved my toughness. I don't have to prove it in the broadcast booth when I'm just standing there doing my job.
2: Uh, last thing, uh, it looks like Kelsey's probably going to retire, although, you know, no, nothing official. He kind of downplayed a report, but didn't downplay the substance of the report. Um as center to center is he is he the best you've ever seen like where where is he as a guy who plays the same position you played
3: yeah this is a guy who i've known for about 15 years and look i don't want to say he's the best of all time he's one of the best that i've ever seen if not the best Com- great combination of quickness intelligence strength mobility i mean he's the whole package but to me what's most impressive to him about him is the leader he is on and off the field. And people have gotten to see more behind the scenes, um, I guess, probably ever since his Super Bowl speech after the parade. And then that got him some notoriety, some more notoriety for an offensive lineman. And then all this stuff with him and his brother and the podcast and the documentary. So you've seen more behind the scenes. But he's an incredible person. He always has been and always will be. Um, and if this truly is the end, which. I expect it to be, uh, In the, uh, this is no secret, this isn't anything I'm afraid to, to spill. I texted him, and I said, if this is the end, brother, you never cheated the game for one second, you can walk away with absolutely no regrets knowing you gave it your all, and that's all you want out of an NFL career. And he did it the right way, and because of that, he'll have a gold jacket one day.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Can they, does the... It, will they still be able to do the tush-push? Like, how how responsible for their tush-push success is Kelsey?
3: That is so hard for me uh, to know. I mean, because he, he's so humble, and he shows so much humility. He's kind of like, I just snapped the ball, and everyone's pushing me. And I think he said, he just yells like, oh, expletive, every time it happens. And he's just kind of along for the ride. But – um you know, I almost give Jalen Hurts as much credit for that as anything he's so to have powerful. the leg drive. You know, he's so powerful. He's moving that pile forward. Um, but you got to give him and Kelsey credit for it, too, because it's hard to even make a snap on a QB sneak, especially when you're lined up and they know it's coming. You have a guy who is inches away from your face, and you got to snap the ball and start to play with your hand between your legs, and you're just getting completely crushed in the middle. And basically, the defense the best way to defend it is to blow up the center. And so you're taking shots either straight down the face or on both sides of you. And so um, I don't envy him that they made that popular and he had to run it just over and over throughout games.
2: Awesome stuff. Uh, Woody, appreciate you joining us. Uh, Safe travels to and from Buffalo, and we'll talk to you next week, hopefully.
1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like,
0: really
2: love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
2: to start listening Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio shortly after the show our podcast will be going up you missed any of today's show be sure to check out the podcast just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you download podcasts also make sure you follow rate review your podcast again search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcast you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air um Mike Tomlin who uh had that kind of abrupt Irish exit Irish exit From the podium when they lost in the playoffs, Uh, he did say he he did say that this about addressing the question about his contract situation after the loss Monday night.
5: Good afternoon. In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? (laughs) I certainly could have handled that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything, and post-game press conferences are probably not the place to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing, and on game day, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. What's required to do what it is that we do, uh, the amount of focus pouring into a collective. I'm just not in that mind state. And I just don't believe that's the appropriate venue to talk about things of that nature.
2: I think it's a completely fair answer. Wish that answer would have happened after the game on Monday. But I I think we're good. We move on, right? Everybody else feel that way?
5: Yeah, I think I think you're right. The uh, time and place was was the issue. What's going on with your mic there? I don't
2: know. I have no good. idea. I uh, think it's mic problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess you can't talk anymore.
5: Yeah, that sucks. Oh, well. Yeah. I'll
2: see you guys. Okay, see ya. Go, go ahead, Dan. Like, Like, that's almost, that should probably be a stock answer for all of these guys. Now, what you have to follow up with is what Mike Tomlin did today. Which is, that's not the time and venue. This is the time and venue. And I'd be happy to answer your questions about it. I I think the problem that reporters have is, like, they want to ask the question because they think a decision will be made before they get a chance to ask you another question, and they'll never get to ask you another question before again, right? But I I thought it was a fair answer, Dan Byer. What do you think?
0: Um, Yeah, I think that that how he handled it today was 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 done well. Mike Tomlin shines in those scenarios. Shines in adversity. And especially media adversity. So I thought that I thought that his response was was fine. It is funny though that I do look at the situation, and this may not even be a topic since he's gonna stay there. But as a Seahawks fan, I got to the point with Pete Carroll where just on the on the outside, everybody sees them competing and what a great story. I mean, you're doing this with Geno Smith. I mean, this is amazing and i think we do that same thing with the pittsburgh steelers a lot and man look at what he's doing with with less and what's their identity and where they where they are um yeah you better have competition for for kenny pickett that is absolutely uh going to need to be the case you may not even want to get competition you may just want to go out and find somebody who's demonstrably better if you if you can at that position uh so the like the Steelers just in like I thought it was a I thought it was a fair question Pete Carroll was asked similar ones you know in during his end of his tenure in Seattle and that turned out differently but yeah I just I I do a little I do wonder just a little about the Steelers future and I think the question on the game day was fair, just the timing wasn't great for
5: Tomlin.
2: Mm. Um, okay, here's what he said about the quarterback position. This is interesting.
5: I'm appreciative of his efforts and where he is and excited about continuing to work with him, but certainly he will be challenged from a competition perspective moving forward.
2: Okay, that is we're going to get another quarterback, right? Better be. I mean, that's, that's obvious what it is. But it it feels like, okay, they, they can't, what they can't do is they can't go the route of another young quarterback. It has to be a veteran. Right? Yes. But the problem with veterans are veterans don't come in to compete. The good ones. Like, Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. He has to compete at quarterback. He's not. I mean, that's just not the way it works. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to go somewhere where I'm going to play. I'm going to be given the chance to fail. Now, maybe that's where the Steelers are anyway. Like they're just saying he can compete knowing that they're bringing in somebody else, but you're not signing a legit and there's lots of legit dudes that'll be available. Hey, right? Justin Fields will be available. I don't know how much of legit dude, but he'll be available. Kirk cousins, potentially could be available. Maybe I don't know. Russell Wilson will be available. Um I don't know. G- Gardner Minshew will be available. Gardner Minshew. Joe Flacco could be available. Could be. Your boy Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold could be available. You know, I'm the only stockholder left. <laughs> the only stockholder left. So I, I I think it's pretty telling stuff. I, I like I look, I commend. Here's the big thing, my big takeaway from it. Okay. We're going to get a new quarterback. And hey man, he he did the thing that you have to do as a coach, which is he apologized. Okay, gave the context of why he wasn't answering questions, and then offered up, "Hey, does anybody want to talk about it?" Because most of those guys, when they do it, when they do it, first they're not going to give you anything real substantive about quarterback, and then two, they'll say they don't want to talk about it, and then they'll never bring it up, and it's never an appropriate time.
0: So,
5: can be- I tell you guys my Mike uh, Tomlin story? Sure. How's the mic working?
0: Better good I actually thought you were gonna say can I tell you my microphone, microphone story, story. <laughs> I'm not uh, the only
5: one right I think it was around the time when mansell was at a um I sent out a tweet with with pictures that right next to each other about how similar Kevin someone and Mike Tomlin look it's scary how uh how similar they look is what I said and I got a bunch of tweets about how racist it was for me to compare these two And then I went back and forth with people. And then I got an email from someone in the SID office at at Texas A&M saying, Kevin gets that all the time. What what do you guys think?
2: Gets what all the time?
5: That he looks like Mike Tomlin.
2: Oh. What do you think, Dan Byer?
0: I am going to branch off and say this. I hate when people do this uh, because it never works out well. It never
5: works out well. It wasn't working out well for me on Twitter. That's
0: I just, I, I don't think anybody wants to be told that they look like someone else because I, I just, I don't. Like, I take great offense to it. I get, I'll have stuff that people see and they'll send to me, and I can't stand it. I don't, I, that's, oh, that's how you think I look. Maybe somebody thinks somebody is, oh, okay, their opinion of someone, keep it to themselves. I can't stand it. I loathe it. I, I truly do. I wish Dan would tell us how it really feels.
5: <laughs> tell us how you really feel, Dan. I,
2: I, yeah. I, 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 I like your stand. I do, I do think it's an interesting thing. Like, I think you can only play that game if it's somebody who is universally thought as being really good looking. Yes. Right? Like, really good looking. Anything else, it's not a compliment. Correct. Nine million percent. So, it's one of those, like, you can think, like, hey, man, like, I've been told Fred Savage, when Fred Savage was, when I was a kid, I looked like Fred Savage as a kid, like, well, he was on The Wonder Years, and he had Winnie Cooper, so, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. But now, when I get the screech, I don't What? <laughs> I used to, I've gotten screech before. Screech. I've I When Aaron Rodgers was drafted, there was a lot of people like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers had, I had the frosted tips in college, he had the frosted tips a little bit in college. um No, I can see that. But there was there's been a lot of other people that you know like you look like and you're like, Well that's that's not a compliment. That's not that's not much
0: ninety nine times out of a hundred, it does not work out well. Okay. Let's Just doesn't. Stu Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of one,
2: Dan Byer. Jay Stu, who do you look like? Who do you like tell me the who you think you look like? Like you Dan's like ninety nine hundred doesn't work out well. Tell me somebody who people said you look like and you're like, Yeah, that I've Makes told you feel this good.
5: I've told each of you this. Yeah. Um and I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I do. But I have been told by uh people over the past few years mm. that I have Chris Pratt qualities. That they see me and they see some Chris Pratt in me. Again, that's a compliment and I'm not ex- even accepting again, that. Again, like like
2: again I w- I would say what you what you said is and I there's some Chris Pratt qualities I can kind of see it, right? I mean, we're both
5: really funny. We have a great. But sense again, of humor.
2: like that, yeah. you picked out somebody who's a movie star, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But somebody who's a movie star. So and, you know, like the only thing anybody's ever said about Chris Pratt that's negative is he's too much on God Squad, right? That's it. Other than that, like good looking dude, uh, in shape, plus Guardians of the Galaxy. Who doesn't like Guardians of the Galaxy? One, two, and three. Three was a little much. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's like you got to pick out somebody. If if you pick out somebody who's below average looking, you're not going to get the response. You You might get a chuckle, but it's not really going to be a beloved thing.
5: Let me let me I'll throw this out there. Okay. A the women. If you start out a comment by saying, you know who you look like, that's a slippery slope. You're you're in for a you're in for a long haul, and you're going to be digging yourself out of that. Sure. Um, I thought with dudes, you just kind of you just kind of talk bleep, you know, and say yeah, you look like so and so. But I know that that it's a very sensitive topic with women. I will say that. Um. And Dan.
2: With with women like you think women women and Dan. I, th- I think men feel the same way. I think men don't I, verbalize it.
0: I just cringe when I hear anybody be like, you know who you remind me of like because it just does not and that's not even with me. like if we were even of, of just Jason telling the story, I was just like, ah, oh, where's this going? Where's this going? Yeah, it just it just doesn't work for me. me and women. Mm,
2: Okay. I I don't think it's, I I honestly don't think you're just aligned with women and that women are sensitive and Dan's more sensitive. I I think people's sensitivity based upon, not based upon sex based upon, but I would say that guys can get bothered by something, but they don't verbalize it. Right. They bury it deep within that. That makes makes sense. Whereas Dan's like, Uh, like I'm going to say I'm, since you brought it up, let am going tell you, it pisses me off.
0: Yes. And I've called, I've, I've responded to people that have sent me stuff and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that this is great. I had a buddy years back who had a nickname that we all would think would be funny, funny. Mm-hmm. And he never, like I had known him for four years, but I didn't call him by his nickname. I called him by his name. And because other other people was actually at a job, they had known him longer. I came new, and he had a nickname. And then we were talking one day, and he's like, "I can't stand the name. I hate it. I'd I rather not be called." He never said it. Probably for yeah, if it wasn't four years, it was it was about three years, and I had no clue. And he hated it. Couldn't couldn't stand it. But to your point, Doug couldn't couldn't say, "Please don't call me that." Just took it and let it go. Uh-huh. Um. Hmm. I uh, now I feel like we've gotten into this like deep weird. Con- I don't think there's anything wrong with
2: that. Uh, Dan, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the moral- look, really good sports radio is really good talk radio is really good. Like talking about stuff. Like we talked about mixtapes. Was it two days ago? Lorena was here. We talked about mixtapes, Sounds like what songs at the end of a mixtape? Uh, you weren't here, Chris.
5: No, I think I think it was. That was Tuesday. It was the Boys to Men. Yes. The song at yes. the and end I, of the Yes, and you wouldn't road. believe how
2: many people texted me. They're like, dude, I was yelling it. I got messaged on IG.
5: Dan was not here. No, I know he wasn't. And he, he I That's think not the point. I, he would relate to this, by the way, because it's, it's not on my mixtape. It's not on my mixtape, but mix, you guys are of the same generation. Yes. You're not. That, I mean, you're old, but you're not <laughs> that much older than us. Byer,
2: when a girl or you would give a girl a mixtape, a breakup tape at the end of a relationship, what was the final song? <laughs> From, uh, end of the road. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, it's probably right. Right. Yeah, kind of synonymous with the "When we come <laughs> to I the did, end,
0: you belong to me." I did have a buddy in this. Well, who did who did send a tape? They had broken up, and he sent Cinderella's. I don't know. Don't know what you got till it's gone. That was because he College. wanted he wanted back in, right? You know, when you're when you're well, in also eighth uh, or ninth grade, who, who you don't know it? what who, you want. Well, and I mean, like, back look, in. I can tell you there was a time in high school. Where,
2: I know you won't leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I had to beg, you guys on the song, right? No, I know the Ain't song. Ain't you Brad to beg? Is that what? Yeah. Ain't you proud to beg? And of course, then there was the was it um, Salt and Pepper? Ain't you bad? who's the Ain't you, you bad to beg rap, rap song? I don't know. Anyway, they remixed that. That may have been it. My point is, my point is that you shouldn't feel bad about getting deep into the lookalike conversation. Because, like, look, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Lebertard, right? They do a... a he looks like a guy who, right? And then you kind of fill in the blank, which is kind of the same thing. Sure. That's a fun way of doing it. Now, I would say that generally celebrity status you open yourself up automatically to. Whereas so it's like what, what Jason's doing is more appropriate, right? But I will point out, like you unless you say somebody somebody's really good looking, you compare like, oh, I, compare me to Brad Pitt. Awesome. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I totally I see that. I see that completely. You know, you look like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I was. I was actually the name I was going to use. If you go Steve Buscemi, you're like, oof. You mean when he was the serial killer in um, Con Air, right? I like Con Air. Why do people make fun of Con Air? I thought it was a good. I liked it. Like, not every movie has to be some cinematic success. Some cinematic, you know perfection i thought it was cool
0: i just love the chris pratt vibes you know, i give that, up chris
2: pratt vibes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i don't but you know yeah. I,
0: I just give up chris pratt vibes
1: be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app
2: To start listening, Stuck Outleap Show, Fox Sports Radio. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I will point out that boys to men, not good looking guys. <laughs> right? I, Dan, I can't buy her. I can't compare them to good looking guys because they're ugly. And I'm sh- and they're incredible singers, they were an incredible group. And I'm sure they're rich beyond all means. And anytime they come up and sing a national anthem, you're like, man, I love Boys to Men. Um, Not a Wanye fan? No. I mean, I'm a fan of their talent. But I mean, they got to sneak up on a glass of water and give the boogeyman nightmares. Let's get to the press.
1: The press.
0: That's at Gottlieb's show, is where you can find him on X. Not at Doug Gottlieb or at Dan Byer on Fox or at Jason Stewart or any of those places. All right, let's get into it. Uh, The the story of Cam McCormick is continuing, Doug. The University of Miami tight end was granted a not one, not two, but a ninth year of eligibility of playing college football. No way. Suffered season-ending injuries in 2018, 2019, 2020, in 2021, he had petitioned the NCAA for an extra for an extra year uh, in September, and now, yes, it was granted. He was uh, hospitalized uh, in 2017. He tore his Achilles once. He's 25 years old. Granted a ninth year of eligibility to play for the Miami Hurricanes, and his son will be a freshman on the team as well. I'm kidding. Uh,
2: <laughs> he, ten, nine
0: years? Yes. He enrolled at Oregon in January of 2016, spent seven years there, then is transferred to Miami. Uh, this from uh, USA Today. Here are some of the players that were in his recruiting class Nick Bosa, Ed Oliver, Rashawn Gary. Wow. Trayvon Diggs. And Emmett Smith. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, ninth year of eligibility. Hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, Crazy story. Uh, The U.S. Department of Justice has joined a lawsuit brought against the NCAA by seven other states that hope to eliminate transfer rules for student-athletes. The lawsuit claims the transfer rules provide an illegal restraint against athletes to sell their name, image, and likeness.
2: So, here's what's going to happen, okay? Because... It's really interesting, right? It's a contract and there aren't any transfers. rules. So you're, they're creating a world where there is no restrictions for any sort of transfers, which creates total chaos, which actually does a lot more harm to the student athlete than it does good. So it's interesting. Most society is not, our society is not free market, right? There, there are, there are guardrails, on anything we do. We do not live in a purely capitalistic society, but we're trying to create that for athletes, which again, doesn't give them a snapshot of the real world. Doesn't give them any sort of like uh foundation to build their life and career on after they get done with school. And I'm what it's going to push it more towards is them being employees, which is going to create more restrictions because then you can guard against transfers by simply putting in non-compete clauses
0: with their contracts, which is what's going to happen. It's going to be worse, not better. Former Patriots head coach Bill Belichick's getting a second interview with the Falcons. Weird, right? Doesn't that feel weird? Yeah, a little bit. Because they're not necessarily ready-made. They have some nice pieces, but still looking for a quarterback. Yeah, interesting. Yeah,
2: I I don't... What do you think their quarterback plan is? That's a good one that'll fix it.
0: <laughs> they maybe they may be in the Steelers' boat, but they're actually more desperate for it. Yeah, Indianapolis Business Journal says the NFL Combine will stay in Indy through 2025. Reba it's McIntyre's two going
2: to end up being in Vegas or probably in LA. With I with,
0: don't know, Indy's doing a good job. Indy does a the great
2: job. Arm. They a great job. the The airport's amazing. The dome's amazing. The proximity to hotels amazing. But the NFL Network and NFL is is right in SoFi. Feels like SoFi
0: is going to be the answer. Reba McIntyre will sing the National Anthem at the Super Bowl. Tough act to follow with Stapleton last year, isn't it? I didn't even re- remember it. You don't <laughs> remember? It? I'll trust no. you. Really? Yeah, how was there. Jeez. That's pretty good. Yeah, and that's the press.
5: Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Teddy
0: Swims is like the new
2: Stapleton, but more of, of blues. Check out the In the Bonus podcast. It's live at the top of the hour. This is Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.
0: Apple Podcast or wherever you get
1: your
2: podcast.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators
4: of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
0: Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen.